Time and time again, people come to Sage International Incorporated because they experience confusion about the entity or entities they have formed either on their own or through another service provider. If you do not understand how to obtain solid liability protection, effective tax reduction, or have never given any thought to the importance of exit or estate planning issues, then the Sage Facilitator Program was designed specifically for you. To learn more, call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 and schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill today. The SAGE clients enrolled in the SAGE Facilitator Program have discovered that this proprietary process creates tremendous peace of mind for themselves and their families. It's time for you to stop worrying by calling 775-786-5515 to learn more so we can help you today. Call SAGE International. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm glad to be with you today. A very nice fall day. People thinking about holidays, Christmas, New Year's. And the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming up fast. We're going to be talking about real estate today, of course. We're going to be talking about property management as well. And we're going to be talking about great marketing in northern Nevada, great dining too, and where you find those dining outlets. With me in the studio today, we'll have Debbie Gilmore, the president of the Mason Valley Beekeepers and the head queen bee at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Also joining us, Jessica Jardine. She's the CEO and property manager at CPM Management, and also with us today, Amanda Burden, the publisher, editor, owner of Edible Reno Tahoe Magazine. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much. We're going to be talking about that and looking at the stats and get some information about what it's going to take for new people to become first-time home buyers. That and more after this. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency. Hi, my name is Brandi Dunbar and I've lived here in Reno my entire life. I've worked for child care for the last 17 years and I just started working here at CSA about a year ago and I absolutely love it. Here at CSA, teachers have more time to plan, more time to teach, and more time to play. Call 786-6023. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. You're tuned in to 93.7 FM, and this is Peter on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Glad you joined us today. We have a lot of good things to talk about. Sure, real estate is always on our mind, but when you buy real estate in northern Nevada, there's other things to do. That's why we're talking about one of the greatest things to do in northern Nevada, becoming a beekeeper. My guest in the studio today, Debbie Gilmore. She is the president of the Mason Valley Beekeepers. Glad you're with us today, Debbie. Thanks. It's nice to be here, Peter. It's nice to have you here, too. We took a day off from keeping the bees, and what are they taking care of themselves today? They are. They're all clustered up. Well, maybe it's pretty warm outside, so they're probably out flying around. Flying around? They'll be clustered tonight, you can bet. They will be. We're going to talk about the bee conference and all the great things about beekeeping later on the show. Debbie, I'm really glad you're here today. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Amanda Burden is with us, too. She is the publisher and editor of Edible Reno Tahoe Magazine. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited. Uh, I think it was the last issue. Uh, you had a big bee on the cover. I thought it was a honeybee at first, but I found out it's not a honeybee. It's actually a leafcutter bee. Uh, have you always been a fan of the bees, of the pollinators, Amanda? 
I mean, I think when I was young, I was probably afraid of them. I, yeah. I'm sure I was, but I learned their importance in our world, especially in our food world, and I absolutely embrace them now. If they land on me, I'm fine with it. Yeah, me too, because they're my pets. <laughs> as long as I don't treat them poorly, they'll treat me very well. <laughs> you know, they only sting you when they're mad, so just don't make a bee mad. That's right. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. We're going to talk about your publication, Edible Reno Tahoe Magazine. It's fantastic. Every time I see the magazine, I'm trying to make a list of the restaurants I want to go to and the recipes. It is so awesome. And the reason you're here with us today is because you're going to help us talk about the upcoming bee conference. You're one of our favorite sponsors of the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Amanda, and you've done a lot to promote pollinators and beekeeping and the world of honey in your magazines. And uh, we're going to get uh, a little bit better look of what is in the magazine and what's going to be coming up in some of the next issues. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much. Also with us in the studio from CPM Management, we have a professional that is helping us with understanding what it takes to be in the property management world and why people would need a property manager. Jessica Jardine is with us. She's the CEO and the property manager at the company. Welcome to our show, Jessica. Thank you for having me. Uh, property management. It sounds like you get called all the time probably, right? Days, nights, weekends, holidays. Does that happen like that? <laughs> all the time. All the time. <laughs> really? <laughs> so tell me about your property management uh, background. Have you been doing this a long time? I've been pra practicing commercial property management for 20 plus years. I mm -hmm. started out with no license, um, not really knowing anything about it. <laughs> and ended up growing a very small company that managed 104,000 square feet to about 4 million now. Wow. We only do commercial real estate. Mm -hmm. um, so that means retail, industrial, office, um, associations for um, retail centers. Uh -huh. And I pretty much have been up and down. I've seen lots of different things and heard lots of stories and experienced a lot of things. and. As much as we are always putting out fires, I very much enjoy working with the tenants and the owners to educate them, to have them understand really what is necessary to have a good, profitable building yeah. um, and happy tenants. Because really, when you're talking about a small local town, as much as we're not really that small anymore in Reno, tenants are where it starts. So they're the ones that you're dealing with on a daily basis. They're the ones that are paying the rent they have to be happy for an owner to be happy. As a property manager, your clients, uh, seems like it's the property owners, of course, but the tenants are really the ones that report back how things are going, right? They do. They call me whether it's a problem or not a problem or they're happy with something. So just having that um, engagement with them on what is going on really helps make the property run more efficiently. Mm -hmm. So, Because you can't always be the eyes and the ears all the time. So those tenants are really, if, if they're on your side and, and they enjoy you, then they're there to help you. There are property management uh, levels, all sorts of different levels, uh, when people look at investment property, Jessica. Sometimes mm -hmm. people, they own two or three single-family residences, and they don't want to be the property managers there, so they hire property managers. Some people own apartment buildings, multifamily, mm -hmm. and they go that route, too, mm -hmm. so that they can factor the cost of property management into their whole operation. At your company, at CPM Property Management, do you primarily just work on the commercials? Do you do anything in the residential side? We don't do any in the residential or the multifamily. Mm -hmm. um, for me, that's kind of a hard thing for me because there is families that struggle, so I wouldn't want to be that person that has to go that hard route with someone. So I kind of stick to the business side of things, so we stay in the commercial lane. I would imagine that um, there are some people that 
um, they start in a small business, and next thing you know, they are two locations, three locations. They need a warehouse. And so maybe they were doing it on their own, but it comes to a point where you just can't handle that part of it and running a, a efficient business, it seems like. There's just a lot to it, and I don't think a lot of people really understand how intricate being a property management company is and how much time is dedicated into that type of career Mm -hmm. because you do have to create budgets you do have to do reconciliations you have to look at your noi your income your expenses you have to look at your contracts for your vendors whether that's the fire the landscaping make sure that you're following all of the city and state codes so there is a whole lot that goes to it Mm -hmm. Um, you have to be able to read the leases because every business um, owner and building owner have their own leases so they they read differently some are full triple net some are some are cam some are operating some don't get passed through expenses so it's very intricate yeah you really have to be able to know the ins and outs and understand Mm -hmm. how buildings operate Um, I kind of look at buildings like their people they have different personalities so some are more advanced and they need more time and maybe they're older maybe they've been poorly managed and then others are very easygoing and they just kind of run on their own yeah jessica jardine is our guest today she's the ceo and property manager at cpm property management jessica i was talking to a friend not long ago he was talking to me about moving his business and he was telling me about one property versus another. And he said, the problem with this one property, Peter, is it's triple net. I gotta pay everything. Now, I've leased property before, Jessica, and I have had some triple net operations as well, but why don't you let our listeners know what triple net means and some other alternates that they might hear when they're looking to get a lease. So um, a triple net lease is an all-inclusive, so that means that when there's an expense to that building, it includes the snow removal, the expense for that, the landscaping expense, um, if there's exterior lighting, that expense, roof maintenance, Uh HVAC maintenance, um, anything from pretty much the door out (laughs) or roof is part of that triple net, including property taxes and insurance. I learned about that because I managed a television station in Arizona where it never rains, Mm -hmm. except for once a year, half an hour at a time, about six inches of rain. My building needed a new roof. Found out that our lease was triple net. We bought the roof entirely on our own as the tenants of that property. Mm -hmm. I asked the owner of the company, I said to him, wouldn't we be be better off buying a building so that if we had to do those things, we could do it on our own property? He told me what many other broadcast owners tell me. They said, Peter, we put our money into equipment and people, not into property. So we lease our property and we put our big dollars where it really has the biggest impact. All the more reason why having a property manager is really important when you decide to go that route. Trying to do it on your own is really a way to uh, decrease your own profits because I was spending so much time for a while trying to take care of my own building that I wasn't doing as good of a job as I should have with the television business. Got itself as a property manager. Things turned overnight. Mm -hmm. And it it really does because you can spend hours and hours because when you're talking about things like a roof, a re-roof or a new HVAC unit or a fire sprinkler system, you really have to understand Mm -hmm. the mechanics of 
those systems and mm -hmm. how they work, their warranties, what really needs to be done to them, and then bid them out with the appropriate vendors to make sure you're bidding apples to apples versus yeah. apples to bananas, right? Uh -huh. And then, you know, understanding the time that it's going to take to have that project done, and if you're going to roll it into a capital and expense, so then you're absorbing it as an owner, or if you're going to be billing it back to your tenants on a prorated share based off the life expectancy. I would imagine some of the best entrepreneurs, some of the best business owners are in that category because they don't do everything they sell themselves. Mm -hmm. They have property managers, they have managers for their business, and it's really the way to be successful by getting the people that have the skills and the knowledge and the processes to do that part of the work, and then you can move on and do your own. Correct, yes. It sounds like a great system. It is, it is. Have you ever had any uh, B issues in any of your buildings where someone of your tenants calls and says, hey, there's a swarm of bees yes, on the roof actually. out there. Tell us about that. <laughs> um, there is, a, for some reason, and I think it's because of the little tight spaces that the HVAC units that sit on the roof mm -hmm. are, we've had several situations where they make their homes there and then they're gravitating through the ducts into the spaces. Mm. Um, and people are like, where are these bees coming from? And so we have run into that. Um, we've had it with bees and wasps, and then we've also had flies. So yeah. there's a lot of different things that go into that. Just so you know, Jessica, that uh, even though you have your own uh, pest inspectors, I'm sure, your own painters, your own plumbers, your own everything, mm -hmm. when it comes to bee removal, swarm removal, the best place to go is not to an exterminator, but it's actually to a beekeeper. In fact, Debbie, why don't you tell uh, our listeners and Jessica how we deal with people when they call us, uh, they have swarm issues. Yes, usually uh, the swarm issues are in the springtime and even on the websites, um, Reno beekeepers, Mason Valley beekeepers, we always have a list of people willing to go out and capture swarms. Mm -hmm. And um, it's quite a, a fun process unless they've made um, their home inside a wall or something, that is an actual bee removal. It's not a swarm anymore. But we also have people who do bee removals. Um, we have one in our club who is an expert construction person. So he can tear things apart, but he also knows how to put things back together, yes. which is quite a trick. I can tear things apart really well. I'm, I'm just not so good at putting them back together. Mm -hmm. So bee removal and swarm catching is totally different, but um, they're both equally fun. And yeah, it is something that we do at our beekeeping clubs. And Jessica, I got to tell you, I caught a swarm. My wife and I did a couple of years ago, and it really was an exciting experience. So I'm not interested in getting those swarms that are, you know, 20 feet up in a tree or hanging on the side of a bridge or on a moving vehicle. Yeah. If it's on a low-hanging branch, <laughs> call you. Call me. Okay. Call okay. me. I will be there with a bucket. And uh, it's a great value for a beekeeper, you know. Uh, a swarm of bees is probably worth $200. Oh, wow. And a beekeeper is in joy because suddenly they have a new a new hive, and uh, it's more business. So always think about us, if you would, the beekeepers, if you ever have swarms. If somebody wants to talk to you, Jessica, about property management, has more questions for you, what would be the best way to reach you? Um, the best way is through my office. Our office number is 775-853-3742, and I'm extension 102, so you can always get directly to me. And if I don't answer, you can leave a message, and I'm pretty efficient as far as calling back. Jessica Jardine from CPM Property Management. We'll put all of your contact information on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. We'll make it easy for people to find you. Perfect. 
I'm glad you're with us today. We're going to have more great conversation. We'll be talking about Edible Reno Tahoe Magazine, beekeeping, and more about property management after this quick message. A gratifying career as a CSA Head Start teacher or early Head Start teacher is your chance of a lifetime. My name is Eileen O'Malley. I've been working with Head Start for about a year now. I love my job. I love my career. I love this company. Not only do I get to make a uh, good impression with children, I also get to be involved in my community. I prefer working at CSA for multiple reasons. Um, I have more support. I have more room for growth. And we have smaller class sizes. Visit the website at csareno.org. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Natakwa. Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News is delivered to the north slopes of the Sierra Nevada throughout Nevada and California. It's a delightful experience of yesteryear. The articles are outstanding, and the illustrations bring the stories to life. Fun for all ages. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Natakwa. Natakwa. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm excited about this fall. I love the holidays. I love looking at spring coming up and all the fun things that are going on here in northern Nevada. If you're into snowshoeing or you've never snowshoed, this might be the year because we get a lot of great snow here in northern Nevada. And uh, you don't have the cost of skiing. You don't have quite the danger of skiing. Snowshoeing is a relatively slow-paced activity, and it's something I enjoy doing. I put my snowshoes on sometime and I go check on my beehives <laughs> I love seeing beehives in the winter because there's nothing to do Debbie you just sit there and <laughs> look at them right. covered that's with right. snow <laughs> that's all the bees do yes that's all they do we talk a lot about bees and a lot about honey in our world because we actually love being beekeepers it's a great way to meet people a great way to stimulate your brain to do new things and a way to get your mind off of the stresses and trials of the world. When you're beekeeping, you're pretty much just thinking about beekeeping. I mean, imagine this. I'm walking toward my beekeeping area. I'm carrying a bucket of fire, a big bag of bees, and all kinds of dangerous tools. And I'm wearing nothing but white with a mask on. So it looks kind of scary. Really, though, it's a real gentle kind of activity. And uh, if you read about beekeeping, you'll find that a lot of young people are interested in beekeeping. And uh, they're interested because of the honey. They love the honey. And then we get to what do you do with the honey? With me in the studio today, I have an expert in what to do with honey. She's the owner of Edible Reno Tahoe Magazine, Amanda Burden. You talk a lot about honey in your publication. <laughs> I wouldn't call myself an expert, first of all. Um, but we do write stories about beekeeping and uh, various programs that are available in town uh, to get people involved with with the activity Mm -hmm. and to try and save not only the honeybee but our native bees as well. In fact, our last issue, our September-October issue, had a leafcutter bee, which I, I... is a native bee. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about it, but it sure is uh, menacing looking. It is. Uh, it doesn't produce honey, uh, but it is still very important to our ecosystem. So we, we celebrate them all. And yes, 
I love honey. I love honey in my tea. I love honey in my cocktails. So I'm definitely an enthusiast of honey as well. A lot of your recipes that I see in the magazine include honey. Uh, I remember it was maybe about a year or two ago. You did another big special, or you featured a lot of the honey producers here in northern Nevada. One of the features was Hall's Honey. That's Debbie Gilmore's honey company. And uh, it really is one of the best honeys that I've ever ever tasted. And I think, Debbie, it's because uh, you have a lot of lavender in your field, right? In, in the we do. We have the majority of our bees are um, in our backyard and we have over 600 lavender plants, but we also have uh, the majority of our beehives on a five acre lavender plot. So uh-huh. um, yeah, lavender is a great honey plant. It really is. And uh, there's, a, there's a, a calmness that I think honey gives me anyway. When I eat honey, it, it automatically makes me feel better. I remember, Debbie, it was maybe two years ago, uh, we had a uh, doctor come to the bee conference. His name was Ron Fessenden, and he wrote a little book called The Little Honey Book. Little Honey Book. I was amazed about that book because it's it basically said that there's nothing bad in honey. It's all good. Is that kind of the summary? That's Yeah, that's <laughs> perfect, Peter, perfect. Now, Dr. Fessenden has done a lot of research. He is not a beekeeper, but he has an interest in honey, and he has gone all over the world and has studied honey and all of the the properties, the good, healthy properties of honey. And mm-hmm. he's written several books, but the Little Honey Book is kind of a, um, a combination of all of the books put together. Yeah, it's, it's a great little reference uh, book. It's easy to read, and I share it with a lot of people because they have little ailments that they can't figure out the problem with. When I, I tell them you can't sleep at night, take a little honey. You can't wake up in the morning, take a little honey. Got no appetite, take a little honey. Got too much appetite, take a little honey. It's a cure-all. It is. It's a cure-all. I love that. Look at his book, and you will think that it's a cure-all for everything. Yeah, you'll think so, too. You'll take it to bed with you. Stop snoring. (laughs) Amanda, in looking at that magazine, you had a great uh, section in there called Being Mindful. Yes. The beautiful sunflower in the first part of the page. But what I really liked, I absolutely love this this photo, and it is of a pollinator dressed as a bee <laughs> and I want that at our bee conference. I would yes. love to have this lady show up and uh, give us a little presentation. Isn't that a beautiful com- uh, outfit that she's got? That's great. I tell people I'm going to put on my <laughs> bee suit and they think that's what I'm going to wear and I come out with, you know, of Jeez. course the veil and all that. But uh, she's a big promoter of the pollination world. And that's really what your magazine talks a lot about. Beyond the honeybee, it's about pollinators. There's so many bees, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah, they're um, a very important part of our food system, keeping everything rolling. Um, I don't know the stats exactly, but I think it's, is it 80%, 70% of our food needs to be pollinated, and so the bees are very important. Oh, yeah, yeah. Another friend that uh, has come to talk to us uh, a number of times, and I see he's in your publication as well, is Ray Hopper. And Ray is the uh, head honcho at the Help Save the Bees Foundation. And uh, Ray loves honeybees, I know. But he also talks a lot about pollinator bees, native bees in general. And he went to our bee conference last year, Debbie, if you recall. He had some of the small 
bee pollinator houses, you know, that not, not honeybees, bees are just regular native bees. And those were fascinating too. I saw a lot of kids with me out there looking at them. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot of yeah. fun. It looks like they have a lot of little uh, Tootsie Pops in them. Yeah, what they yeah. Look like. those are really fun. <laughs> have you ever used those bee houses? I have not. Solitary bees? Where mason just, bees? Yes, the mason with the bees. Straws. And there's a, a variety of different native bees, like the leaf cutters as well. Uh-huh. They will create cocoons. But the ones that will go into the, the houses are like the mason bees, and there's several mm-hmm. others. Right. But they do create like a little cocoon inside the, the little house. It's pretty fascinating to watch. And then they come out when it gets warm mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. start swarming around and pollinating everything. It's so interesting to, to see what you can learn by reading Edible Reno Tahoe magazine. So, you know, you learn not only about foods and restaurants, but you learn about the sources of those foods. Uh, you've d- done a lot of things about local beef and local meats and local fruits, and that's really where the publication stands apart from everything else. It truly is local, and I love that about Edible Reno Tahoe magazine. Yes, thank you. It is. We're a regional magazine, so we're not just about Reno. This is our hub, our biggest city here, the biggest little city, mm-hmm. but we're about Lake Tahoe, Truckee, the rural areas, Yarrington, Carson Valley, Fallon, every every this whole region here. And so we're, we're covering, as you said, not just restaurants, but food producers, even distillers and brewers and mm-hmm. anything you can possibly imagine that relates to food and drink. We like to cover it and we cover that seasonally. And we're all about trying to get people to buy and support local. We think that's really important. Let's try not to shop on Amazon as much as possible and, mm-hmm. and uh, peruse our, our local stores and, and restaurants and uh, keep the dollar here in our community. Vote Look, with your fork. Yeah, and with your palate. I see here that you've got a page on the last issue all about distillers, brewers, and bottle shops. So let's look at some of these. So first of all, we have Imbibe Beer. They're on yes. Reno Brewery, Sparks Tap Room and Restaurant. They're on East 2nd Street. And then I see you've got... And uh, there's two locations. Two locations? Yes, yeah. one at Legends and one on 2nd Street. Very nice. Imbibe, yeah, they're I great. love the name Imbibe. It's a, it's a, ner- it's a noun and a verb. <laughs> yes. And then, of course, you have Unleashing Your Inner Pack Leader, uh, two bitch spirits. Two bitch spirits. Yes, yes. She does a great job too. She's in. They're in. I think Austin, Nevada. Rural Austin, Nevada. She should. She should say they do a good a good job. Yes, yes. <laughs> rather than saying so rather she, again, rather yes. say she, rather than say <laughs> but she. But they're talking about dogs. They're talking about female yeah, of course, dogs. Here. Of course, it's in the dictionary. I've I know that word bitch. <laughs> I'm a, I've raised a lot of dogs. <laughs> Highmark Distillery is also there. Yes. Barrel House now open. Tell us about Highmark. Oh, my gosh. She is amazing, Felicia. She is um, really has a fascinating background. We did a story on her a few years ago, but she came from Alaska where she was distilling there, and then she brought her business here, and she's just about to move into a really giant new space in South Reno. Mm. But right now she's over on Longley mm-hmm. and doing all kinds of different fascinating um, spirits, whiskey and some different uh, combination spirits like blueberry uh, liqueurs and and apple jack and she's wonderful she does a lot wonderful classes too really really great for all of the you want to learn to make gin or you want to make your own whiskey she'll teach you all of those things as well which is really fun or hot buttered rum classes and that sort of thing Ooh, too how nice yeah yeah she's wonderful please do look her up Highmark. Highmark Distillery they're on 4690 Longley Lane 
couple more, Pinion Ice uh, Bottle Company in Sparks, uh, Northern Nevada's Beer Authority. Tell us about them. Yes, uh, they've got three locations. Mm-hmm. They have one on Cheney, one in Sparks, mm-hmm. and then they just opened one on Wedge Parkway, which is a fun little center there with a new cheese board, nice. new hub. They have a beautiful new space. It's a bottle shop. They specialize in beer, a lot of local beer. Uh, but really wonderful. Go and visit them. I, I highly recommend them, especially if you like beer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're going there. And then finally, the last run-up that we have here is a Dove Tail Distillery. Yes. Tell yes. us about Dove Tail. They're, they're in Mound House. They don't have a public tasting room, mm-hmm. but they distribute throughout uh, local restaurants, and I think they've also busted into California. They're relatively new. The owner is a former executive chef in New York City, and thought he would try his hand at creating spirits. He and his father are in business together on that, and they do a wonderful job. Yeah, really, really delicious spirits. I'm a big fan of not regular dairy milk, but of oat milk. Oat milk. Oat milk. <laughs> and I see here that the folks at Dovetail Distillery have something called unaged oat whiskey. I haven't tried it, I have to say. If I but like oat milk, I might like oat milk. If it's coming whiskey. from them, I'm sure it's great. Yeah, we're going to check it out. They're in Mount House. All this information is in the Edible Reno Tahoe magazine, and you can find the information, too, on the website, ediblerenotahoe.com. That's exactly right, yes. Well, we love your magazine. We love the work that you do for us, and I want to thank you, too, for supporting us at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Maybe you'll come out to see us this year. I would love that. I would love that. Yes, thank you. It's our pleasure. Thanks for having me. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about the Bee Conference. Debbie Gilmore is with us. She's the head honcho, head queen bee at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. We're going to talk to her about some of the things that are coming up and why it's so much fun, the kind of people that are there. We'll also have more conversation with Jessica Jardine, property manager and CEO at CPM Property Management. We'll be back after this. While the kids are being cared for at Early Head Start, parents are able to maintain a job, go back to school, do whatever they need to do to support their family. Hi, my name is Miss Camilla. I work for Early Head Start. I am in the baby room. I absolutely love it. I love working with the babies. They are newborns to one-year-olds, and it's just very, very heartwarming. If you want a great job and love kids, come see us at Head Start and Early Head Start. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. You know, the kids in northern Nevada need help all the time. They need help becoming beekeepers, sure. We want to be their mentors. But some kids that are in school, they're struggling just to keep up with their schoolwork. Many kids, in fact, nowadays, you know what happens. They get behind on their reading. They get behind on their spelling, their math in first grade. They get moved up to second grade. Same thing happens. Same thing happens. By the time they get to third or fourth grade, they're reading at maybe a kindergarten level at best. Well, what's a parent to do? Well, a lot of parents that can afford it, they send their kids to Fit Learning right here in northern Nevada. They help kids get caught up really fast. They work with them one-on-one, great training, great attention, and the kids, well, they just blossom when they attend Fit Learning. But the problem is this, it costs money. 
So how do we fund the kids that need it the most? You know, the at-risk kids, the kids come from impoverished backgrounds, maybe they have family, social issues. How do we help them? Well, there's one way. Empower Youth Foundation. Yes, that organization has been put together to help kids get the access to fit learning. Many of these kids, they have come from troubled families. They can't get help even at home at their schoolwork. But when they go to fit learning, after just as short as maybe 40 hours of tutoring after school, these kids get back caught up to one grade. After a little bit more time, they're up two grades. They're caught up with their peers. Many times, they excel their peers. It's a beautiful thing to see when these young kids that are struggling suddenly have a chance at being a success in their life. If you want to help out and want to learn more, visit the website, empoweryouthfoundation.org. Tell them Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, I have three lovely ladies talking with me about many of my favorite things. Edible Reno Tahoe Magazine. I love that magazine. And with us, Amanda Burden. I'm glad you're here with us today, Amanda. Thanks so much for having me. Also with us in the studio, Jessica Jardine. She's a property manager and the CEO at CPM Property Management. I'm glad you're here, too, with us, Jessica. Hope you're doing all right. Thank you for having me, Peter. You bet. It helps when we let people know just how easy it is to own real estate as an investment if they don't have to do all the work on their own. (laughs) True. (laughs) Debbie Gilmore is with us, too. She is driving. She has driven out to see us from Yarrington, Nevada. Debbie, that is the home of Hall's Honey. It is. It has been for... Uh, over a hundred years now, Peter. Can you believe that? Yeah. It just seems to get better with time. It does, yeah. I'm like 150. You wouldn't uh-huh. know that, would yeah, you? I don't think so. <laughs> I bet there's a grandpa or grandma involved with that. <laughs> but absolutely. Mm-hmm. So do you remember being there as a little girl and working on the bee farm? Oh, yeah. My job when I was younger, as soon as I could reach the liver on the extractor, mm-hmm. um, I thought that was a great day, but I learned to... Um, not appreciated as much because then I became the extractor six days a week oh, all through the summer. Wow. So um, if you would have told me back then when 50 years ago that I was going to be a beekeeper, I would mm-hmm. have told you you were out of your mind. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. now it's one of the greatest joys of my life. I know, and I see that with you all the time. It's just when I talk to a beekeeper, it's amazing that they have that smell. They got that gleam in their eye a smile. It's all because they hang around bees. I think bees, they somehow send some kind of a pheromone to humans as well. Oh, I think so too. But you know, beekeeping has so many aspects to it. You have so much to take into consideration. You become a weather watcher. You become mm. a, a gardener, a plant person. Yep. Um, you become so many things um, just besides keeping the bees. And it's a constant learning. And People who become beekeepers are really into learning, and, you know, they just gravitate to more education. Yeah, yeah. They're just wonderful people. So that I see, when I go to our meetings, Debbie, I see three or four different levels of, of beekeepers. There's the kids, of course, which I love, um, and then there's the young parents who are just getting started. They're doing the beekeeping with their kids. Then there's the older folks like me. They like to do it in their later years. It's a fun thing to do in your uh, pastime, and... Uh, then there's the geeks that come into the world of beekeeping, <laughs> you know, the engineer types. That's right. And there's, I've seen some new inventions that are being worked on at our own club. Uh, Dave, we have a number of Daves that go to our club, so he did right now. We don't know which Dave we're talking about, but Debbie knows which Dave. It's Dave that has invented the top feeders. Uh, right. Let our listeners know a little bit about Dave. He's such an interesting person. Dave is a, an engineer by trade. He is now retired, so he has a lot of time. And 
he has developed this love for bees and beekeeping. Mm -hmm. And so in that process, he has thought of easier ways to keep the bees or tools that will facilitate beekeepers. Mm -hmm. And he has created, and he's also a master 3D printer, right? So that helps a lot. So he has built top covers that have feeders that will slide in and out, and you don't have to open up the beehive. He has come up with this little battery-powered um, smoker. Mm-hmm. He has also come up with, and it's being tested. It's not out on the market yet, but a way to treat for varroa mites that has a lot of potential, and it's it's using oxalic acid, but in a different form, so that it's not toxic to honeybees and, or to people. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of beekeepers are using oxalic acid in a vaporization, and it's very, very toxic. Mm-hmm. And what Dave has created is a way to use oxalic acid that is not toxic to people, but very effective on varroa mites. Yeah, just so our listeners and our guests know that the reason that we treat honeybees, and one of the ways to treat them is with a vaporization of oxalic acid, the reason we do that is because the bees have a little pest that gets on the bee, and uh, it, it really bothers the way that the bee does its job, the way it reproduces, the way it makes honey, the way it gathers pollen, and this little pest is called a varroa mite. It's probably a 20th the size of the bee itself, maybe even smaller. It's tiny. It attaches itself to the bottom of the bee, and it essentially takes all the life and energy out of the bee, and that creates problems in the hive and so forth. So as a beekeeper, that's one of the things that we need to do and be concerned about. Most of everything, I think, Debbie, even beyond feeding, is monitoring and eradicating as much as possible the varroa mite. That's correct. It um the varroa mite actually sucks the fat bodies out of the bee, but in that process, it's also injecting viruses into the bee. So it lowers their immune system. Uh, one of the most common viruses is called a deformed wing virus. So these little bees are are hatching with these shriveled up little wings, so they're not able to forage. Um, they can't fly. They can't do they their, can't, their no. work. Yeah? No. So there's there's like 25 different viruses that these varroa mites will carry in to mm-hmm. inject into the honeybees. Yeah, so our job is to eradicate that varroa mite in to any way. To control the numbers. Mm-hmm. In any mm-hmm. way we can, and there are a variety of ways to do that, but uh, we learn all of those things and much more at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. And it's not all trouble, right? It's not all about the, the varroa mite. We learn all sorts of things. I have never learned so much about things that you can make from anything from the hive, Debbie, as I have at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. In fact, I learned about one very important thing that comes from the beehive. I'm not sure if many people know about this. It's called propolis. Let me ask our other guests in the studio. First of all, let me ask Amanda Burton. Amanda, have you ever heard of propolis? No. All right. There's a guy got one no. <laughs> let me ask our next guest, Jessica Jardine. She is the CEO, property manager at CPM Property Management. Have you ever heard of propolis? That would be a no. Another no. Well, it's not propolis or conprolis, right? It's not for or against. It actually is called propolis. Debbie, tell us what propolis is. Oh, propolis is one of my most favorite beehive products, um, other than honey, of course. But propolis um, is a resin that the bees collect from plants, um, most commonly around here from cottonwood trees. 
So if you see a leaf bud and you see the little glistening on the end of the leaf bud, it looks like a resin of some kind. That's probably one of the most common and one, uh, one of the most health benefit types of propolis. But they collect that, they take it back to their beehive, and they sterilize their environment with it. It's antibacterial, antifungal, and antiviral. And um, it's also called bee glue, so they use that to glue everything together. This time of the year, they are sealing all of the little cracks in all of their little beehives and stuff mm-hmm. to weatherproof it for winter. Like caulking, right? Yeah. Just like caulking, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it has many, many health benefits for people. One of our uh, guests, one of our speakers at the last bee conference, she was an expert in propolis, mm-hmm. and she was talking about how she made tinctures of propolis. She Correct. collected propolis from the bee. I think she just scrapes it off the edge, mm-hmm. and then she dilutes it in some liquid, mm-hmm. and then it gets to a point where it can be sp- a spray. or a, And what do people use this for, Debbie? Um, you can use tincture, uh, propolis tincture, for many things, um, cuts and um, you know, infected cuts or whatever. Um, gingivitis, people use it in toothpaste and salves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great for burns. You can put it in a salve, and it's mm-hmm. really good for burns. I watched a webinar just the other day, um, an apitherapist from Uruguay, and he's actually a, dent, a dentist. Mm-hmm. And so he's using tincture of propolis in his dental work. And like... It was some of those photos were like beyond scary, but mm-hmm. um, he's actually using it to treat infections in the teeth and, yeah. and the bones and stuff, mm-hmm. and it's pretty amazing the results that he was seeing. Nowadays, yeah, more and more people great. want holistic medicines. They don't want to take the you know over the counter drugs or heavy drugs. They'd like to find uh, natural ways to be healthier, and I have a feeling, Debbie, that a lot of those answers are in the world of the apiary, the honey the propolis, other products that come from the beehive. There's so many good things. Let our listeners know in case they have to tune out. I want to make sure they know about the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Where, when, how? It's our 14th year. It's our 14th annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It will be held February 22nd through the 24th of 2024 in Yarrington. And we have a whole slew of speakers this year, so I'm really excited about that. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a blast. Always fun, always a good time. And I'm hoping that our listeners are thinking about finding out more about beekeeping. It's fun to go just just to see, just to see what's going on. It's a, a really great uh, way to see the equipment, meet the people. and. We are taking registrations now, too. You can get it online at nevadastatebeekeepers.org. Okay, very good. We're going to put that on our website, make sure everybody finds it easily, Debbie. And I know you have a great photo contest that people can enter if they take photos of honeybees. But one of my favorite contests, of course, is the honey tasting contest. Yes. About how many people enter that honey tasting contest? Well, we usually have between 50 and 75 different honey tasting um, samples. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. If you can pick your favorite out of 75 samples, that's pretty good. You are an expert (laughs) if you were that case. Well, for today's uh, show, I did bring some samples for the ladies here today. So what we have in front of us is we each have a jar of uh, bistro honey. That's from my backyard. My wife and I, Sherry, uh, keep bees, and uh, Debbie has helped us tremendously. And so this is the fruit of our labor that I'm sharing with our guests in the studio today. Ladies, hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You.
Hang on, we'll be back after this. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 20 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio, and I'm getting ready for the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It's coming up Feb 22 to 24 in Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Fun, fun for the whole family. And you'll really stimulate your brain because you'll learn something new. It's like a new language, helping pollinators and making honey. Get all the information on the website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. Talk about news that we already know. You'll need to earn more than $65,000 this year if you want to become a first-time home buyer. That's what the company Redfin said recently when they were asked what is uh, the biggest struggle for first-time home buyers. It's that income. Qualifying for a mortgage at today's high interest rates and high prices means you have to earn more money. So $64,500 and climbing is the number that you need to earn to be able to buy a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage in the United States. And keep in mind, here in northern Nevada, we're in a high-priced market. It's going to take you even more. So you have to be really creative on how you find ways to become a first-time home buyer. We talk a lot lot about those things on our radio show, but we really need to talk one-on-one. So if you or you know somebody who's struggling to find a way to become a first-time home buyer, I'm happy to visit. No cost. Call me anytime after the show, and we'll talk. Maybe we can give you some great ideas. 775-786-5515. Ask for me, Peter, from Nevada Real Estate Radio. So we're talking about uh, real estate and all the good things happening in northern Nevada, but you have to remember that it really takes that big focus to be able to pull the trigger on buying real estate. The median home price continues to go up. We're well over $500,000 for a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage. So what are you going to do if you can't afford it? Well, you can move, leave the area, find a lower-priced home outside of the area, maybe in the Midwest, or look closer but not in Reno, let's say. Like, Debbie Gilmore, you're from Yarrington, Nevada. I am. You've lived there a long time, all your life? Yeah, that's been a very long time. And you love it there. I do, I do. It's a small community. It's home, yes. Got about, what, 5,000, 8,000 people, maybe? About Mm 5,000. Yeah, I'm third generation there. Yeah, and I know home prices there, Debbie, they're about $200,000 less than they are in Reno, and we're about an hour away from Yarrington, Nevada. You come into the show, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Go to the restaurant, do a little shopping, go back home. It's just your lifestyle, your rural lifestyle. That is available to anyone here in northern Nevada. So if you're struggling, you might want to consider moving to one of the smaller areas. You can save a whole lot of money. And let's face it, after a few years, most people move anyway. So you might be moving up to another house, and then maybe that house you bought in Yarrington will become investment property. Of course, you're going to need a property manager. Let me ask our property manager expert in the studio, Jessica Jardine. Jessica, you do property management. I know not on residential properties, but you do them on commercial properties, the big guys, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you go beyond the Reno-Sparks area? How far is your coverage? 
Um, our coverage is all the way to Mount House. Mount so House. So we have some properties in Carson and mm-hmm. Mount Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I've been um, exploring the Gardnerville area. Mm-hmm. I was really, uh, well, I was really surprised yesterday, and and you know, just the way my life works. I'm driving around town. I'm up at the street light, and who pulls up next to me? A big van with CPM property management. Oh. <laughs> very that something? nice. Very nice. I, I had no idea you had, <laughs> you had vans. And so you're driving around from all your, your team, your crews drive around from one property to another. Yep. Those big properties, uh, they have big needs. So let me ask you about plumbing. I have a great plumbing contact, and he does only the big commercial stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks to, me, talks to me about the emergencies that come up around the holidays. Is that something that you guys are getting ready for, too? Yes, we run into emergencies consistently on a regular basis. It's not necessarily holidays, Mm -hmm. and um, we don't typically, I have a rule of thumb in my office that you do not use the same vendor all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not one to put all my eggs into the same basket, so that if someone's schedule is busy, you can still have someone else that could get to it. You know, and some of them are smaller mom and pops, and some are bigger guys, depending Uh on the size of the jobs. Yep. But we run into it all the time, whether it's a running toilet, whether the wax rings, you know, going bad or the guts mm-hmm. or someone's used wipes down the toilet and it's just exploding our sewer line. So, yeah. Yeah. Big stuff. <laughs> well, Definitely I'd like to, not just the seasons. <laughs> I, I really would like to take this opportunity to mention my favorite plumber in town who does only commercial, uh-huh. only commercial. And his name is Larry Ryan, and Larry Ryan owns Rapid Rooter. Oh, I use him all the time. Don't you love him? He's just <laughs> yes. the greatest guy. Yes. Larry Ryan, uh, what I like about him is he's very personable, mm-hmm. and he's so smart. I mean, he's just the smartest guy. I find sometimes that the people that talk the least are the smartest. So he's not a real chatty person, <laughs> but, boy, you ask him a question, or, or you know, you can see it in his face when he, you talk plumbing. His eyes light up because that's where his, his, uh, his trigger is. And he does the big casinos and the big mm-hmm. hotels and the big restaurants. Mm-hmm. And Larry Ryan is really a great plumbing contact if you're in the commercial business world because he tells me many other plumbers call him. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. So depending on the size of the job and what's going on, yeah, you know, they bounce a lot of things off of each other. Mm-hmm. So He does a lot of the commercial drains in kitchens and in hotels and whatnot. So uh, really important for him to get the message out. And he is is really serious about his business and he's really serious about reaching out to the people let him know what a great job he does in the commercial plumbing world he's going to be placing a new ad in the edible reno tahoe magazine soon we're very excited about that and i can't wait to introduce him to some local restaurateurs and Mm -hmm. other people in the commercial world who may need his services i'm sure a lot do yeah it's funny that sometimes you know a lot of times we don't really realize it's that what really sets your uh, idea of a restaurant many times is, well, the food, sure, the ambiance, yes, but the bathrooms. If they have nice, nice bathrooms at a restaurant, suddenly everything is different, right? And vice versa. So that's where Larry Ryan from Rapid Rooter comes in. Thank you for giving me that opportunity to talk about him. Oh, yes, anytime. Debbie Gilmore, I have a little prop that I wanted to make sure I show our guests here. Why don't you let our listeners know about this little wooden box that I brought in and describe it to them for the people that aren't here. They can listen in. Okay, this is um, a little box. It's screened on two sides, and it is one way that a beekeeper can purchase their bees. 
you can purchase. It's called the package of bees, mm-hmm. and they put three pounds of bees, which is about 10, 10 to 11,000 bees in there, oh and God. it has a little wooden cage that is hanging on a little metal tab, and inside that cage they put one mated queen. Uh-huh. And then the hole that is in the top holds um, a can of sugar syrup, so while they're being transported, they have food in there as well. Mm-hmm. You cannot put bees with a new queen um, because they will kill her. So they put the queen in there in a cage, and you keep that in a cage for two to three days, and they become accustomed to that queen. So you can take that package home, take the can out, put the queen in your beehive, and then dump all of the bees inside your beehive, Mm -hmm. close it up and feed it, and you're good to go. You have a new colony of bees. Yeah, that's That's a great class, sir. (laughs) 60 seconds on how to become a beekeeper. (laughs) I'm in. It is is a ton of fun. I've met so many good people. Uh, I think my wife even likes me better. Now that oh, I'm a beekeeper. Now that you're a beekeeper. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She says we have a lot in common now. And uh, it's just it's a wonderful experience. I recommend it to anybody. Debbie, we're going to be talking more about the bee conference as we approach the bee conference in February. I think that a admission to the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference would be a great Christmas gift. I agree. Where can people get that? They can contact me. You can contact Contact me off the website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org, and I have gift certificates that I can make up. If you choose to give that as a Christmas gift, we can make that happen. What a great idea for Christmas, becoming a beekeeper. Debbie Gilmore, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Peter. also like to thank Jessica Jardine for coming in to talk to us from CPM Property Management. I hope it's been a good experience for you. It has. Thank you so very much. You've been very helpful to uh, give us some advice for people that have commercial property, and uh, hopefully they'll have a better 2024 than they had in 2023 if they don't have a property manager yet. Give us the best way to reach you, Jessica. Somebody wants to sign up. The best way is through my um, office, 775-853-3742, and I'm extension 102, so then you can get directly to me. Fantastic. We'll put it all up on our website. Thank you. Amanda Burden, thanks for being with us today, too. I always love reading Edible Reno Tahoe magazine and looking forward to my favorite recipes. You had mentioned you had something in mind called the Bee's Knees. Oh, my gosh. I love the Bee's Knees. It's a very simple See, recipe, isn't it? It's so simple. There's only three ingredients, but there's a lot of honey, a honey uh, syrup uh-huh. in it. So it's just delicious, and it it really is, is great for whatever's ailing you, too, I think. You yeah, know, a little cough, a little sore yep. throat, maybe, a little <laughs> sniffle. I think yep. I could use some of that. It's delicious. <laughs> Highly recommend it. All right. We'll look, we'll look forward to that and more in your upcoming magazine. Yes. And thank you so much for being with us, too. Thank you so much, Peter. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. We're on the air again next week, same time, same station. Tell your friends and family to tune in, and then they'll have fun too and make a, maybe make a great deal when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. goodbye. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Next time on the Sherry Hill Show, I have Debbie Gilmore, Queen Bee of the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, joining me. We're going to talk about beekeeping and the importance of getting educated if you are thinking about becoming a beekeeper. Join us. The Sherry Hill Show, Mondays, 1130 a.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. on 93.7 FM. The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified.